spirit leading this realm There's a God up in heaven, there's a devil in hell There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying And the father in jail, with a son by his side But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us Gave his only beloved, 316 on the cross I know where you're going, if you live in that light Don't be perfect among us, but in the dark we are light Spreading the news If you live in a lie You ain't gonna die with the truth This is Matt and Mom Live It's real, it's raw, it's relevant The show is about the topical, the conversational But most importantly, the purposeful We hope to develop and distribute hope to the broken We pray that this show blesses you today Alright, we're back at it again This is Matt and Mom Live It's real, it's raw, it's relevant We have something special today If you're tuning in and you followed along our thread for the past several months. We're actually going to do an anniversary edition show today. What anniversary, you ask? Well, it isn't the anniversary of the show. Actually, you've probably been doing this show, Mom, for several years at this point. Absolutely. So we're not talking about that anniversary. What anniversary are we talking about? Well, it happens to be the first week of August. And, uh, of course, we know... In our family, it's a special day because on August 3rd last year, you were released from prison. Interestingly, he was supposed to be released August 4th, so it was kind of a surprise re-entry into this world, but that's just a whole nother show and how that went. But it's a very, very special time because a year has gone by so quickly, and for all of us, we know how quickly time does go, and God loves when we seize each day for him. And in Matt's particular case, if you look at what God has done in a year, you can say only God. And today, I'm just kind of going to be like the interviewer because there is much that can be gleaned from this story, not having to do with Matt, but having to do with God's story on Matt's life. And so I just want to kind of begin with a little bit of um, questions people ask me all the time when Matt's name comes up. And so we're going to go back to last year um, and just ask a few things from Matt to see uh, what was in his head. Because you know what? As time moves, it's very difficult sometimes to put your hand on the present because we're always moving towards the future. And so now we can look back to the past and kind of look at what exactly was going on. So Matt, one of the, one of the first things, well, let me ask you this. Did the year go by quick? The year, let's see, two days ago, August 3rd, uh, the Monday after this past weekend, was a year. So on that particular day, a year prior, I was getting ready to exit state facility for the first time in four years and seven months. So obviously looking forward to that day in a weird way, not like anxiously looking forward to that particular day. But knowing it would eventually come. And knowing that it would eventually come, I decided to take advantage of each day that I was confined to. So I knew that that exit date couldn't change. So I took advantage of each day knowing that it would come. So with that being said, this past year has gone extremely quick, yet it's gone slow in a weird way. Like if I look back and say, I can't believe I've been out a year, yet God has done so much He's blessed me so much, he's favored me so much that it's like time has kind of slowed down. That all this 
came back into my life in, in different areas, different restorations, and you would think it would have taken so much longer to get to that point. So, Well, remember when you first were preparing to exit prison, people talked to me immensely. This is going to be a huge adjustment on that. People who have had experience where their children were in prison or had a big, giant life change, you know, keep your eye on him. He's going to go through ups and downs. And I have to say, quite honestly, Matt, it's like you got came out of the gate with a very steady walk. Um, what do you attribute that to? Well, you know, unfortunately, a lot of those people or families that went through that, um, most of the time, the, the inmate or the individual didn't take advantage of that time. They were buried in that time. They didn't take advantage of the amount of time to develop themselves, their character. So they were kind of just waiting. I was waiting too, but while I was waiting, I was working. And I didn't change that pace from day one to the exit date. So it wasn't anything new when I first stepped out. And all this talk about you're going to have a hard time adjusting. Well, no, the idea was I've already adjusted or transformed my mind. And because my mind was transformed in that setting, I had that same mindset when I got out. So the only thing that really changed was my perspective of being free and appreciating freedom and knowing that what I had taken advantage of in the past or whatever I devalued, that I was now having a brand new start. This is a brand new start on that day one to see life differently. So it really did begin day one of incarceration. It was le learning that I couldn't control the external factors, but God gave, gives us the free will and the, the, the power to control the internal factors. So I believe it all starts from the inside and works its way out. A lot of times guys don't see it that way. They are struggling on the inside and are waiting for their outside to get better. And as you know, outside doesn't get better. It's only the inside of the person that really will determine the clarity or the perspective or the peace of that person. That's interesting because that applies across all experiences in our life. The whole idea of no matter what is set before you, to renew your mind each day on the things of God and to look at things in that manner in an eternal perspective, you're going to be able to navigate through so much better. And we saw that. I, we all saw it that saw you in prison and out of prison. It, you didn't miss a skip. You didn't skip a beat in, the, in your walk. You just got out and you began to continue what the Lord began in you in prison. Recently, I ran into some people, and they had not seen me in a very long time. They had moved out of the area, and they just came back for a short visit. And they basically said, so how's your son doing? Is he still walking with the Lord? And they then followed with, I don't mean to sound insulting, but a lot of times people in prison wind up accepting the Lord in prison and then coming out and going back to the world. Man, I wonder how many people in prison those people actually know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. But what say you to that? Well, I say this uh, initially. Um, it is my faith in Christ alone that infused my perspective, my patience, my peace, my purpose, my plan. And I can keep going with the P's, but I'll stop there. It's my faith in Christ. So walking with the Lord and learning His economy, His step, and imitating him, that's the Bible verse, imitate me, Paul writes, as I imitate Christ. So I'm imitating Jesus, and I'm stepping to his beat, to his drum. So there was no change from a setting of incarceration to a setting of freedom. I was stepping to the beat of the Bible from that point forward. 
you know, and it is true. There is a lot of people that they find God, and this is the expression, everybody finds God in prison. And when you dissect that, you realize that God isn't lost, so he's not the one that is found. In fact, the person that is true in their repentance, their changed mind, which you can see in their changed behavior, they find themselves lost, which is the prerequisite for God to find them. So a lot of times I did notice people were a little bit more exaggerated in their religion or their faith. But you know what? On the inside, when you actually are living with those people, you see that their their behavior did never changed. So they can be on fire for God in a, in a sense. They, they're talking about God. They're saying that they needed that time. Yet it really takes an inmate in there with them, like me and my peers, to notice who really had a change that went deep. And in previous shows, we talked about changing of certain individuals that has gone deep. Guys like John, Little John, Palladino. We talked about the actual um, writer and singer of the song that plays in the beginning of the show. And at the end, his name's Alex Vasquez. Exos is his nickname. He was, he was in the military prior. Change went deep for him. It was no longer surface. We've talked about other characters that I was uh, incarcerated with. And you could see their change on the inside. And you would hope that that change kind of transcends where they are on the outside. So, you know what? It goes both ways. There's people that come out of incarceration or imprisonments or rehabs that are actually changed and they walk with the Lord. And then you have the ones that because of their background or that circumstance, they get out, they may for a season be doing well, and then they stumble again. Well, if you take the background of that person's life out of the equation, take the facility out, take the prison out. They never did prison time. They never went to a rehab. What do you get? You got the same cycle that those people who spoke to you, mom, go through. Seasons of walking with the Lord are doing well. Seasons when they're not doing well. The difference the circumstances were just a little bit more magnified to the inmate. They were a little bit more public. So that's what I say to that is really everybody goes through those cycles. I mean, even you and dad, there was probably seasons in your life where you weren't publicly running wild, but there was probably private things that you were struggling with. So you know what? That walk with the Lord, it's the give and the takes. It's the ebbs and the flows. And, and really God uses it all to draw those people to himself. And I end with this before the next question. If those per- those people's changes were actually deep and they were in the heart, no matter where they are today, God will eventually bring those people back to where he wants them. It just may take a couple more hiccups or a couple more hurdles. So, Yes, and that that's true. It includes from all walks of life. And this scripture says, He who began a good work in him will complete it to the day of redemption. And And God promises, if there has been a work transformed in our heart, you can bet that God's still at work on it. So, yeah, I thought the same thing. Well, you know, I, I get that too. And a lot of even my close um, – now you can't see me. I have my the quotation um, symbol with your fingers when you go with your fingers. Close friends have said that. Like, when's Matt going to be over this spiritual kick? And, you know, that's sadly the, the mind of an individual who only sees certain things. Like, they'll only take time to read one blog or they'll only hear about one Herald article or they'll hear that I did one speaking engagement. You know what? You know what they've missed? They highlighted probably a week of my life. Well, you know how long I've been gone? Four years and seven months in prison, and now 52 weeks out of it, and they've forgotten the major indicator of spiritual maturity. And Pastor Matt Stokes said this. 
consistency. What they didn't see me was on my knees at 5 in the morning and on my knees at 10 p.m. at night. What they didn't see me doing was serving my fellow inmates and trying to make the best of that situation. What they didn't see and what they failed to really feel was me before a judge with all that pressure and all that weight and having to face my victim's family. They can only watch. They can conjecture. But to not know what that feels like, you have no idea, many people don't, how deep that type of change can possibly go. So this change is true, and it's not of me. If it was of me, I would have taken this entire circumstances the completely opposite way. I would have made more disaster out of it. I would have probably been more bitter and more angrier. But because it's of Jesus, it's him through me, he's made peace out of this. He's made purpose out of this. And he has an ultimate plan through this. Like he does for everyone that's listening, that surrenders their circumstances to him. So it's a, it's a great story. But as we said from the beginning, it's God's story. So on to another question. Okay, so in the first weeks or months of you being out of prison, I want you to tell us what do you think your hardest adjustment was and your easiest adjustment? And you can do it in any order you want. The hardest was probably easy to you, but the hardest thing for me was over that amount of time being so regimented and so routine because of what the system imposes upon you. I mean, you have to get up at a certain hour. The lights come on every day at 6 a.m. You're eating at the same time every day. Rec's the same time. Church is the same time. Your program's the same time. Bedtime's the same time. So being almost programmed by them, which is a good thing if you, you, you take advantage of it. So people that don't realize what they're doing in that process, they become institutionalized. So they're going through the motions, but they're not doing it with their heart or their mind. So I used the prison day with that structure, and I brought commitment to it. So I knew that because the lights came on at 6 a.m. every morning, which meant my peer group would be waking up and in the morning, and you wake up where you don't want to be, let's just say it's a very volatile time of the day. So I used that structure to make myself get up 5 a.m., on my knees, which is devotion and commitment, and have a routine keep me in that same exact parameter every day. The adjustment was, now I'm out. There was no prison lights shining at 6 a.m. There was no guard running down the tier, banging on the side of your bunk with his keys. There was no prison gate slamming. So I could choose to sleep in for the first time in four and a half years. So really, the, the adjustment that was hardest was trying to figure out a brand new schedule, Forcing myself to continue in those that devotional time in the morning and to make sure that I stayed centered down on my faith. Now, the easiest may be the hardest for some. The easiest for me was just now, finally, after all these years, after all this time, being myself. Walking the way I had been walking when I was true to myself about being a sinner and true to my God who is my savior, and allowing him to pull the real self out of me, the real personality out of me, not the, the athlete who has to perform or the friend who always has to be the alpha where you're always putting on different masks in different settings with different people. So you, I never really was myself. I always had to perform in the classroom. I had to perform on the sports field. You had to be a certain person. Now you're a professional athlete and everybody's looking up to you and they're, and they're looking at you like you're the standard. And for the first time in my life, after everything came unraveled and I'm at the bottom, that's where God needed me, and it was him 
who kind of was allowing his image to be pulled out of me. Every other image that I was projecting in my young life was false images. They were false egos. They were, they were false personas. And the true image, which is Christ's image inside of us, Solomon writes, he has set eternity within the heart of man. That's the image of God. Genesis says that God created man in his image, man and woman in his image. Well, that image, because of sin, because of life, gets disfigured. Because of the world, it gets disfigured. But when you really can tap into the image of God, which is on the inside, which can only happen when you lean into Jesus because it's his image ultimately that comes out of you, then that is the true person, the true person that God created you to be. That's why females mostly, mom, have a hard time understanding true beauty because the world tells them what beauty is, right? Meanwhile, they're getting further away from the image of God on the inside because you know what? They're trying to fit their entire image into a People magazine or a celebrity and what they say looks good. Meanwhile, they've neglected the inside. So for the first time, I was able to exit this hell on earth and be myself and walk around in the community without shame. Because you know what? That shame and that guilt, that was buried when, when Christ was buried. After the cross and he rose again, that new life I've taken literally, I've taken spiritually, I've taken physically. So when I walk around in the community and sometimes you still go certain places and you still may feel that people are staring at you because you're that guy, that guy that did that. But you know what? It no longer weighs on me because the, the blessings and the favor have heavily outweighed the failure. And that's basically why we're here today talking about this, how God has taken me so far in really a short period of time, only a year. Yeah, we're going to get to some of those things, but I want to just touch on, I think that is so encouraging for people who are out there right now facing some really hard stuff or feeling like something has happened where they've been humiliated and shamed to see that no matter what burns up in front of you, if it's burnt to the ground, Christ can raise it up in a new way and in a beautiful way. The way it was intended. And I like that. Um, I, I don't think we realize sometimes the pressure that we have on us to perform, to be a certain way, to be that family, the perfect couple. Yeah, to be liked by your peer group, to, to make sure you laugh at the inappropriate jokes, to want to wanna fit in. Yeah, there's so many ways. Even me as a mom, I got a, a private message the other day from someone, and she had picked up in my book that I said I felt ashamed about the way John had began using drugs and eventually died. I thought I rectified what I meant by that, but in her eyes, and she was someone that was involved in um, that kind of a lifestyle, she said she knew me when I was younger and as a mom, and she said, I always looked at your family as the perfect family. And then when all of that happened, it gave her a different view or connection to us. And that was really quite meaningful because we don't realize the persona we put out there of the perfect family. And I've shared before, having difficulties have been a wonderful thing to dismantle the quote perfect family because there are no perfect families. Right. And we're all imperfect. And what God does with that speaks volumes. And so I think that as we get ready to close this segment, because we have so much more to do and to discuss, I didn't even get to a lot of my questions, but I, I hope that people that are out there that are struggling with what others think of them or judgment on what they've done is that you just kind of take 
a little strength from this story, your story, Matt, and see that you felt that God taking everything from you was probably the best thing because he rebuilt you. And I want to say something else. There's a scripture that says we are to be clothed in Christ and his righteousness. And when I think and read that scripture, I often think of the whole word being clothed and being wrapped in, putting it over myself and having that be seen by others. And I think that's what you have done from the moment you've gotten out of prison um, and as you speak and God allows opportunity. So I hope it encourages anybody out there that's listening regarding their own situation. Absolutely. I'm sure there's many more questions and I'm sure each question could have a different answer on a different day. Probably could have took both those questions, mom, um, in different directions, but hopefully allowing the Holy Spirit to squeeze the conversation out of us and that it may bless, touch, reveal, direct the listener out there. And it really is the bottom line up front is regardless of what you're going through, and this is what I learned You see, you may want to get out of your circumstances so bad. You may want to get out of that trouble or whatever it may be. It could be a wayward son, a prodigal daughter. It could be a struggling marriage. It could be a financial distress. And you want so badly to get out of that trouble. But I'm telling you the truth. God will not remove you from that situation until you allow him to remove the trouble from you. You know, the turmoil, the thought process, the struggle on the inside, the doubt. God will allow those things around you to refine you, to reform you, and ultimately to set you free. And that will be the closing theme, topic, word of today's show, Liberty. You know, it was a liberty that I had discovered in Christ on January 7, 2010. And it was nothing new on August 3, 2014. So I was just allowing my spiritual liberty, my emotional liberty, to finally meet my physical liberty. And that is why we do these shows. Hopefully it blesses you. We'd like to remind all of our listeners that the clearest testimony you have isn't the one you share for people to hear. That one's good. It's the one you live for people to see. And we close all shows with Psalm 46:10. God is saying this to you, be still and know that I am God. We thank you. We look forward to speaking into your life next week. Now that I love even my loved ones, they hate. Waiting patiently, pacing for me to fall on my face. But I'm falling in faith, pardon me for his grace. There's a battle out there, spiritly in this realm. There's a God up in heaven, there's a devil in hell. There's a mother, she's crying, cause her babies are dying. And the father in jail, with a son by his side. But our father, he loves us, unlike any of us. Gave his only beloved. 316 on the cross I know where you're going If you live in that light Don't be perfect among us But in the dark we are light Thank you Jesus I love you Help me spread with the news If you live in a lie You ain't gonna die with the truth
coming from Y'all doing something different. Nah. Don't you know they've been watching that block that you're on since before my time? Wow. So what makes you think that you're doing something different? You want to do something different? Put your faith in Christ. 